You're listening to Poetry Centered, the podcast that brings you recordings of writers reading their work here in Tucson, curated and introduced by contemporary poets. These recordings come to you from VOCA, the audiovisual archive of the University of Arizona Poetry Center. I'm Julie Swarstad Johnson, here to welcome you to our show. Our host today is Rosa Alcala, a poet, translator, and professor in the bilingual MFA in Creative Writing program at the University of Texas at El Paso. Her most recent collection of poetry is My Other Tongue, and she is the editor and co-translator of Cecilia Vicuña, New and Selected Poems. In this episode, Rosa brings together recordings that consider the body, presence, and performance, with poems by Roberto Tejada and Rosemary and Keith Waldrop, and a performance piece by the Black Took Collective. Rosa, thank you for being our host today, and welcome. Hello, everyone. This is Rosa Alcala, speaking to you from El Paso, Texas. The first poem I want to share with you is by my dear friend, Roberto Tejada. It's called Sun Bursting as in Water Beads, from his book, Full Foreground. He read this poem on the 25th of April, 2013. What I love about this poem is what I love about a great deal of Roberto Tejada's poetry. It demonstrates that desire is not in opposition to intellectual inquiry or curiosity, or doesn't have to be. These twinned impulses drive the poem, the propulsion of lines mirroring a heightened absorption of the speaker's body by and into the body he is describing. As he reads them, he pushes them forward, too, with these marked pauses that give way to the line again. It's a masterful reading that captures the poem's own exploration of control and gradual surrender. I mean, notice how the poem begins with a description of someone the speaker refers to as a hero, reading the surfaces of his body as if a statue, and ends with that delicious code switch, which I'm tempted to give away but won't, because I want you to experience it for yourself. Here is Roberto Tejada reading Sun Bursting as in Water Beads. Sun Bursting as in Water Beads along his lower back and inner thigh in awe derived from looking at a hero's body. Aimless drift within made visible out of squint and second sight or gleaming eager intake of breath, a mouth full stop short of lipped inhale, elliptic against heft in mind, made immediate grays of finest hair, rise and pull of his stomach, fist grip and temples wet, this heave of flesh hold in terms of reach and recoil, ample bearing hesitate and limber shift enjoyed immersion glisten. From forehead and sideburn down the scar of his lower angle finite, these same words over and over what a faced notes and pleasured reference itself, a silver orbit, tiny pierce at his nipple rouse, thumb slick inside the hollow of my mouth, round pressed with tongue and finger, this is oil, liquid news, swayed anticipation and too much reward, the smell of butane, nothing hidden, I'm outnumbered. Every tongue in my ear struggled, some of them in droplets distend, swell in me. This is volume, rippled mummery in advance of forced, poised clutches, deft in handle, 
a weightless double take of a minute, the imprint, my drenched face nestled in appetite and surfeit, I make mound of here, his mouth a snarl, an, on, an onrush hours, a whole surface impelled into fuck yes, abundance, glow for me. The second poem I want to share, Light Travels, is a collaboration between Keith and Rosemary Waldrop that she refers to as a variant of Orenga. I was completely entranced by the stereophonic quality of this reading from March 5th, 2011. The way these two voices, one tethered to the other, creates a pattern of echoes, mirrors, and variations. There's something achingly beautiful in hearing two people who have shared a long life together also share a poem in this way. It is especially beautiful for me to hear the voice of my teacher, Keith, alongside that of Rosemary, who is another poetry teacher of sorts. It feels as if I'm brought back into some room with them, listening intently, trying to learn. Here are Keith and Rosemary Waldrop reading Light Travels. Before you get rid of me, uh, I'm actually going to call Keith here, and we want to read, in between the two of us, we want to read a, uh, a collaboration. Uh, the collaboration is, uh, is called Light Travels, and is a variant on the form of a renga, uh, you know, which is for many poets, but there were only two of us, and so we, we tinkered a little bit with the rules. But... Uh, it, you'll notice what, what happens. So, uh, come closer to the microphone. Okay. So, light travels. Light travels. Common time, I follow you, unkept secret on a basic undersound. Common time. I follow you unkept secret on a basic undersound. This is the first part of the rhyme. Allow for sequences of overheard. This is the first part of the rhyme. Allow for sequences of overheard. Close the curtains, but playful elaborations of otherwise arrogant variations keeping the window open. Close the curtains, but playful elaborations of otherwise arrogant variations keeping the window open. As it's wrong to shut one's eyes to dream it's raining while it is in fact raining. As it's wrong to shut one's eyes to dream it's raining while it is in fact raining. Ears busied with hearing more than one voice, the stream our tears unmirror. Ears busied with hearing more than one voice, the stream our tears unmirror, or mere error, as if naturally hard of divided noise rings in our fears. Or mere error as if naturally hard of divided noise rings in our fears. 
expands danger within our long, thin hands contract across quiet gravel. Expands danger within our long, thin hands contract across quiet gravel. Narrow fruit tin cans, loss of the white of other eyes. Narrow fruit tin cans, loss of the white of other eyes. Song out of mind. Song out of mind. Or am I tethered, so blind a coloring of thought? Or am I tethered, so blind a coloring of thought? Intrinsically fuzzy, the sound as pavement. Intrinsically fuzzy, the sound as pavement? Whereas tenses are a later development. Whereas tenses are a later development. Limits of a body open sea, the great sea journey. Limits of a body open sea, the great sea journey. How different the grammars of to think or swim. How different the grammars of to think or swim. Reminiscence and extinction. Thank you. (laughs) The last poem is not a poem per se, but a performance called Betraying Blackness by the Black Took Collective, which consists of the poet's Ronaldo Wilson, Don Lundy Martin, and Duriel E. Harris. The recording doesn't capture the immersive experience that was the live performance at the Poetry Off the Page Symposium, but I was there in attendance on May 19, 2012, having driven five hours from El Paso, and I can tell you it was extraordinary in terms of its critical daring and the way it layered improvised and planned elements recorded and not. I recommend, too, the Q&A in which Don Lundy Martin gives the audience its Miranda warning by saying that any question asked can be used in a future performance. Here are the Black Took Collective with their performance, Betraying Blackness. Juran que el mismo cielo 
what kind of system is at work under your skin? Are you a replica or are you real? Which is the replica and which is the actual thing? Replica of what or whom? What are we to do? that says, I will try very ardently not to kill you. What is the body a representation of? Each one in relation to maybe a framework for cultural similarity. What other bodies are like this body? Who has this performance of language in the body? Who has it? It's speech and gestures, tongue of blackness, a way of speech or bodily gesture behind speech, a set of references and understandings, a realm of taste and taste, a category of discrimination, a struggle, a believed or imagined home place, a container. When one has closely cropped the hair, is the body male or female? Over the phone, is it black or white, Latino or Asian? I feel like throwing a brick through the window suddenly. I feel like vomiting all over the hood of your car. I got your nigger realness right here. The critique here is not of individual or even collective experience, but of the ways in which the encircling of particular sets of identity constructions name them as authentic and true. We are not, in the first place, singular selves, as the boys more than hinted at a hundred years ago. Our dynamic with the gaze of the other prohibits that. What about our culture needs these constructions to be singular and legible? And conversely, why does resisting tropes of recognizability belie a certain authenticity negate a certain realness? This limitation of imagination that although well-intentioned ends up enacting the very regimes of power that identity work sought to undo, undo in the first place. We are well-intentioned. We are now in the marketplace. There are certain demands for recognizability. It hungers for the replication of the source material, regardless of whether or not that source reflects the complications of selfhood. The marketplace demands that the product for consumption be not so unseeable to us that it is illegitimate. How much is that nigger in the window? The power of the fragment is that it resists totality. When I look into the sun, I see nothing. Instead, I am visually accosted. I cannot open my eyes. I cannot look at the thing I want to see. I turn away. I pull my hat down in front of my eyes. I obscure my vision in order to better see the object. 
divide and critical assessment. Relative closeness, unfortunate box, rigid, no pliable formula in the divide. To avoid catatonic state, glaze and hole of what's not left over. They say there are traces, that there will always be traces. It's a fiction anyway, a construction of the mind's needs that they hold on to filament gestures as material. In the hole, we find a digging. Fingernails deep in refuse. Here is the trash heap. Nothing there except a muted wailing. The orator is on the horn. The orator is telling his life story. We walk the long, hot sidewalk toward water. Touch here is imperative to hold up contact, contact of suspense and wanting, to prop up or sustain, to call into being from elsewhere, or a reminder of access. Lake interminable. I do not know where my house is. Where is my house? <laughs> Summer steams by. Every border is cocked and ready. Flattened body against cool earth. Lie without sound. Be a cool corpse under wire teeth. The police are so young, they do not hear the wailing. Wailing, I'm told, is a figment of your imagination. What to know of the body's refusal to open, of the body's hidden cave. Put the cave inside another cave so no one can reach it. Perspiration aches, strain against dirt walls. I have come to you from a metal house. We had steel barriers to protect us from the sun. The lake drifts into forever. Windows here are small and I cannot see myself in them. What it is to be captured by spoons. When the head is shoved, it naturally resists. Cover her dark face, and black cloth could be a hood. We are infinitely disgraced. Wishes, well wishes, eel. I am 11 and I am let into a dim room where my brother and his friends are watching a 32 millimeter film in which a woman is gangbanged. Upon entering, the eye descends. To claim is to maneuver. Punishment referent. Belt, whip, glory. We speak to each other through mountains, you excrete godlikeness. Whose presence entered my world? Who decided upon and then let go? I present you with a phantasmagoric me. I wear a sheath and jewels, my tits hang out. I'm unworthy, mouth unfastened, draw in. I fast, I work, I design, I craft, I lend, I pour out. I stiffen upon command. The black, white, sort of, 
good for it. It's not, you can learn from it, but rather like shit. Step back softly. Don't even try it. This is off the dome. I'm not even trying. It's easy for me. Okay, off the dome without writing anything down. Off the dome. Imaginary freestyling like this. Fusilary Hagiography and Spittle Creek The corner supernatural. Right? in New York. And I'm not your dork. I'm more than this. This is the case. This isn't slam poetry. This is your man poetry, mom. Don't even try it. Don't even think you can approach BTC, but we love the delicately. Don't even try to smile. Something more 
call the transmission time and space in that space. I don't want to battle, I want to choose my, choose my, 
Incidentally, the subject under discussion is not in the building. There might be a one. The one and three is true. Multiply. We're absent. Vacating. We're on vacation. I am. These are the comings together of a potential rent boy on 18th. I wanted that identity. How much do you want? I think thousand dollars. But that was enough. I don't work well in poverty.
cast his white skull into the shape of his boot. The slit in a girl pulls his blood into a hand. Their six-year-old son watches his mother congeal. A man, dog, tightly and only bows his white skull into the shape of his boot. I want all you riches, I want all you white, 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 I a man to see it all tightly and only bounce his white skull into the sea. said he was using a bottle of sea, which made the other to see him. There's his hair has been washed to him. And oh, I saw that to see it all tightly and only bounce his white skull into the shape of his boot. The slit in her throat pulls his blood into a halo. There's six year old son washes his blood congealed. A man to bend the root off tightly and only snake bounce his white skull into the shape of his boot. What color is it? Are the walls stone or wood? I don't know. They are cold, mossy, in between bricks. I, I don't know. They're testing depending on chance. Depending on chance. She wades, belaboring. Absence. The words are on watches written. A man beckoned. Relevant. Fastest white skull into the shape of his boot. The slit in her throat pulls his blood into a halo. Beckoned. The six year old son watches his mother congeal. A man draw tightly and only bounce his white skull into the shape of his boot. The slit in her throat pulls his blood into a halo. Their six-year-old son watches his mother congeal. A man draw tight screen separating. Principles act. A man, jaw tightly and only, stomps his white skull into the shape of his boot. The slit in her throat pulses blood into a halo. Their six-year-old son watches his mother congeal. Imagines his father stuffed into an air duct lodged under the jail he crawled out from. His dreams, a lumpy duffel bag of oily rags and blue-black coveralls. His dreams, fists full of his father's glistening black hair. Why is called into the shape of his boot? Both his blood into a halo. There's six year olds on His dreams. Lumpy duffel bags of early bags and their six-year-olds on blue black coveralls. We didn't. We didn't even consult about this. A lumpy duffel bag of oily rags and blue. And we're writing from this question because uh, we didn't even consult about this. Cover up. That you were writing. We didn't even consult about this. I didn't know who you were, that you were writing this question continually. <laughs> 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 we didn't even talk about it, we were writing this question continually. Black as a prize, that side is dreams, or black as a prize, that side. Scurrying black blood stool, black as gas, as soup, as corpse, but as skillet eyes. 
As good I for the slack crouching god and kissing Oh, 
bodies and presence and performance. Here is a poem of mine called You in Cutoffs, which was originally published in the Chicago Review. You in Cutoffs. You were maybe at your skinniest then. You wore cut-off jeans, pumas, and a faux football jersey so tight your friends laughed and called you jugs when you wore it. You hated football or didn't care and had yet to fall in love with a musician or become the crying girl who'd call in the middle of the night looking for him. It was the summer to be cool and light, to be lifted and carried across bodies until the bouncer had to pluck you from the lip of the stage and send you down the stairs. You'd make it back to the center again and signal skyward with your thumb, and someone would let you step 
into their interlaced fingers to boost you up. The bouncer looked annoyed each time you landed at his feet, but you could tell he really wasn't. You were small and cute and easy to pass from hand to hand. Thank you, Rosa, for assembling this collection of recordings and for connecting them to your own work. We're thankful for your time and your thoughtfulness. Listeners, thank you so much for continuing to join us. Poetry Centered will be taking a break over the next few months with new episodes coming your way in August. While you wait, we hope you'll check out any episodes you missed, and we invite you to explore VOCA at voca.arizona.edu. You'll find over a thousand recordings there of poets reading their work for the Poetry Center between 1963 and today. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to being with you again in the future. Poetry Centered is a project of the University of Arizona Poetry Center, home to a world-class library collection of more than 80,000 items related to contemporary poetry in English and English translation. Located on the campus of the University of Arizona in Tucson, the Poetry Center Library and buildings are housed on the indigenous homelands of the Tohono O'odham people. Poetry Centered is the work of Diana Marie Delgado, that's me, and Julie Swarstad Johnson, with support from Sarah Jemski. Explore VOCA, the Poetry Center's audiovisual archive online at voca.arizona.edu.